Hello and welcome to the UFU Show, your weekly magazine show which goes behind the scenes in the Baja Fictional Universe. I'm your host, Nika Aaron Baja, and this week we take a look back at Origins Genesis. The dust has settled on the first series of part two. So where does that leave us? Let's find out. So, we conclude part one with some quite interesting storylines. The fall of Tokyo in the weather team and the death of Aeroboy in the new adventures of Aeroboy in 2009 have had a detrimental effect on the world and the universe and the futures of many characters are left up in the air. Fast forward six years and we return in 2015 to the universe in part two and we start with Origins Genesis, the first series in chapter two Oblivion. So we press the reset button and start anew. And we are introduced to the new title characters in the universe, which will grace our screens for the foreseeable future. We start our origins journey with the prequel series, where we get to learn the backstory of a few of the characters going into the main series. We are introduced to the likes of Frankie, Stephen, Freya and Bradley, characters who feature prominently in the main series. So having a prequel series originally wasn't the plan for Origins Genesis, um, but I had a lucky kind of breakthrough with that, that um, the series originally had uh, been released in 2012. Um, four episodes had been released under its previous guise before I decided to reboot the series. And uh, I had already got to the point where I'd introduced... Uh, Stephen, Freya, uh, Bradley and Frankie in, in those four episodes. So um, the idea of actually using that storyline to be the backstory and the basis for the main series was actually perfect. Um, I, I thought that those stories were, were worthy and merited still being used uh, almost eight years later. So uh, when it was time to come and uh, reboot Origins Genesis... Um, those stories were perfect. And in the prequels, uh, you find out a little bit more about about the characters. And, and so with uh, Frankie, we are introduced to her in her new relationship with, with Stephen. So obviously, uh, they've probably been courting each other for a while now and got to the stage where they've just entered being in a relationship. And so it's a very blissful time for... Um, for Frankie and and for Stephen as well, and and the unthinkable happens really on on a normal day, where uh, she's home, uh, she trips on her brother's skateboard and falls down the stairs, and and unfortunately uh, later is pronounced dead that evening. Um, but I think this is the first glimpse of of what we know about uh, Frankie is that she is an X-Gen and one of her abilities is to regenerate. And so, yeah, it was an interesting concept to come up with when it started, but um, an interesting backstory as well because it gives the added layer of the fact that you already know that um, Freya um, Freya and, and Frankie are... are 
our special people from from the prequels. And so we move into uh, the territory where in the next episode, episode two, that uh, Stephen has to come to terms with the whole situation of, of hearing about the news about about Frankie and, and how he goes about that. And also the guilt that um, that Frankie's younger brother um, holds and Stephen has to kind of become a uh, a comforting factor for for Frankie's younger brother. Um, but moving on to the episodes between uh Freya and Brad and and to be honest these are my favorite uh, episodes because um when I came up with the concept of, of Freya and and Bradley and what their relationship was like it 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 was one of those ones where there was a lot more to be explored and when I originally wrote the um original backstory behind behind their both of their stories and I was looking to develop that with the original series it was one of those things where it was so beautifully uh written um it personally in my opinion and I was looking to explore that so to have the chance to build upon that was really exciting and so Bradley is uh what would you say is a high flying uh New Yorker and this this prequels are set in the, the kind of typical American high school setting. Uh Brad is kind of um he's the most popular uh guy in the school. He's good at sports, he's on all the he's the captain of the sports teams. Um so he's a popular guy and the girls like him, but there's just something about Freya which captivates Brad and they're meeting in the corridor in school um is one of the things that kind of sets Brad apart even though he is kind of portrayed as the archetypal american kind of high school uh, uh, popular boy he does have a different side to him and maybe is not so superficial as people think he is because he's able to um look behind the layers and appreciate freya uh at a level uh which is probably not what you would expect from a character like him and and that was really wonderful to explore as well um freya is a very introverted kind of girl she's not very popular in school and she has the power of invisibility and she often uses that invisibility to her benefit to be able to shield herself away from the world uh, and to be cloaked from the world and she finds uh a chance encounter with Brad changes her life really because Brad is a person he is like I said he's the popular guy he's the captain on on the you know one of the sports teams he's got girls that are wanting to date him for status reasons um but he also has pressure because um his dad is is the head of a multi-million dollar business in New York and he is the heir to that so he does have his own pressures um Freya's situation at home isn't that great because of her family situation where her um her father is is a drunk and he gambles and that puts pressure on the home situation because the mum and the father are always arguing um, so Freya does use the opportunity to kind of get away from that setting um, and the chance encounter 
in one of New York's um, Riverside Parks where Brad uses it to jog at night and Freya uses it to kind of get away from the trials and tribulations at home and they kind of kindred spirits kind of friendship is built up upon that um but we start uh this this series with with them being in a relationship so uh, you can imagine between the prequel series and and that that their friendship um blossomed into a relationship and and all of a sudden now that they are um they are going from strength to strength but the prequel series was the perfect opportunity to give um the main characters that will spend a lot of time being the prominent characters in the series the time that they needed and just a little bit more of their backstory is given so you understand them a little bit more on that level um and that was something which was really good and um I was really happy that I was able to do with the prequel series and it was the perfect way to set up uh, what would uh, transpire in in the main series One of the interesting things about the main series is that the backstory of the main characters in the prequels is immediately after the end of part one. So we're not really sure what kind of link or correlation do these characters have to the characters in part one. But one of the main themes in the main series is to change the future, you have to relearn the past. So that was kind of a theme of going back to seeing what the past was uh, with their past in the prequels and now we get to see them living everyday life. Episode 1 Evolution introduces us to everyone and sets up the numerous story arcs that run through the series. Poppy and Theo, Freya and Brad, Karun and Isabella, the friendship between Frankie and Freya, Project Genesis to name a few. We are immediately thrown into a situation at the beginning of Evolution where Poppy has to reveal her biggest secret, much to the surprise of Theo. Poppy then spends the next hour paranoid that she'll now be seen as Theo by the girl with powers, someone to hang out with for the status. To her relief though, she is reassured by Theo that he is interested in her and not what she can do. The key moment of the episode takes place at Heathrow Airport, where Frey is seeing off Brad as he returns to New York after spending Christmas and the New Year in the UK with her. That's really nice, I think. What a nice guy. After parting ways, an emotional Freya leaves the airport and may be caught up in the moment she forgets that CCTV is active in her lift and she turns invisible. Dear, I can't see that ending well. We also say hello to the rest of the cast as a New Year's Day group trip to Westfield in Stratford brings familiar friends together. Now, you can't go wrong with a Westfield trip to be honest, especially on New Year's Day. Beautiful deals available, always nice to get some food. So to be honest, they've done the right thing here. A New Year's Day trip to Westfield, perfect in my book. Having seen Frankie and Stephen earlier in the episode, Karun, Harry and Isabella make their first appearances. The episode ends in Clapham Common, 
where Freya returns home and realises it hasn't taken long for her actions to become headline news. Literally. She switches on the dis- she switches on the TV and to her dismay, she finds the CCTV footage of her disappearing on the evening news. Incredible! So where does that leave Freya? She well and truly has lit the blue touch paper now. We pick up the story in Emergence, two days later, as Freya is cocooned inside her flat, still reeling from her actions two days ago. A concerned Brad leaves a text message asking for her to call him back, as he has called ten times without response. That's enough to concern anybody in my opinion. Anyway, after contacting Bradley to tell him something she should have said long ago, Freya is preparing to come clean as the disappearing girl. Not sure of the outcome, Freya reminisces about the first time they met, realising that things could never be the same again. A few hours later, Brad Skype calls Freya, and mustering all the courage she has, she comes clean by turning invisible to a rather flabbergasted Bradley. We also find out that invisibility is not just her only ability. Freya also has the handy power of telekinesis, which she uses to good effect after Bradley hangs hangs up on her without saying anything. Later in the evening, we join close friends Frankie and Karun on a walk by the Tate Modern. Never a bad place to take a walk in my opinion, personally. Lovely area, and especially at night too. Intrigued by the events of two days ago, the two discuss how the situation might affect the disappearing girl while reminiscing on their own history. We learn a little bit more about Karun and that there may be more to him than meets the eye. Things get incredibly tense though as it appears someone, god knows how, has managed to climb onto the support wires of the Millennium Bridge and is ready to jump off. With less than 10 seconds to decide, Karun convinces Frankie to act. She takes off and rescues the person in question in a nick of time, leaving passers-by wondering if the supers have returned. Wow, 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 a lot of action in those first two episodes alone. So, after many years of complete silence, London is treated to two next-gen appearances in two days. Just a bit like London buses, don't you think? Four characters so far have abilities, three have used them already, crazy, and Bradley hung up on Freya, A complete madness! Talk about easing yourself in, eh? Well, you know what, to be honest, I need to lie down after that, and I'm pretty tired. So we'll pick this up another time. Join us in episode 2 as we continue to review Origins Genesis. And thank you for listening to the UFU show. I'm Nika Aronik-Baja, and thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.